Welcome to Mainstream Modular, a podcast presented by Gurdon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mainstream Modular, a podcast brought to you by Gurdon. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Welcome to another episode of the show. We're thrilled that you've joined us for this one. Now, today we're going to be talking to a modular construction expert, but he wasn't always that way. And so we're going to learn a little bit about his origin story into modular construction and a little bit more about his background as well and what advice he would give to people who were considering uh, exploring modular construction. And his name is Vijay Patel. Vijay, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we are thrilled to have you on, Vijay. So start off by telling us a little bit about your background, because I know you you come from a construction background in the first place. So tell us a little bit more about how you got your start in the industry. Um, well, we actually started in the hospitality business uh, in the actual motel hotels. And in the early 80s, we started building hotels as a family. And and that's when I started to kind of get uncomfortable with construction. And about 10 years ago, we actually uh, got our own license, started building our own hotels, and predominantly in that sector. Uh, but as you start to build, you start to learn a lot more about construction. And, uh, you know, being your own GC, you learn a lot, <laughs> sometimes more than you may want to know. <laughs> so, you know, when, you know, so the opportunity came uh, to learn a little bit more, I'm always up to it. And uh, so I've always uh, tried to be on the cutting edge on our construction techniques. So then how did you first come into contact with, with modular construction and what were your initial impressions? I'll take you back to, the, I think, the late 80s. I had actually seen a modular plant in Mississippi and it was not something that you know I would consider modular plant as of now. So I was intrigued at the idea that something could be built off-site. So the, the seeds were planted many, many years ago, as I remember back then. But then uh, a couple of years uh, into a project we were starting in South San Francisco, um, one of the franchise reps for Hilton said, you have to check out this modular plant in Boise. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's modular? So he goes, no, it's worth your time. So we went down there and I went with my brother-in-law to check it out. And um, I was smitten. Um, you know, I'm a, ch- I'm a construction junkie. And so I always look at techniques. And one of the things I think if there was one small thing that changed me, and it, again, I'm, I'm telling you how much of a, a, a geek I am, I guess, on this, is that you know, when you look at an actually receptacle of a power, you know, power receptacle on the back, they put a putty pack or a kind of a, a fireproofing on the back side. And traditionally in construction on site, it's a little bit harder to do uh, just because of the you know locations of where they are and just constraints. But here, I mean, it was easy because they had an open frame on the back um, and it was just like a piece of artwork. I mean, it just looked beautiful. So as soon as I said that, I looked at my brother and I said, we're doing this. This is awesome. We got to get this thing going. And so from that point on, I've just... Um, I've been a sponge learning as much as I possibly can about modular. You, you mentioned that, that, that one example, but for you, what are the key differentiators throughout a project uh, of modular as compared to, uh, to a site-built project? What, what sorts of things stood out to you as major improvements that you can make through, uh, through going with, a, with an off-site method? Well, you know, initially, you know, we, we were the newbie, uh, and on our crew, I think other than Gurdon Manufacturing, there was no one who knew anything about modular, A to Z, and the setters, of course, they knew what they were doing. Uh, but all of us were just learning as we went. So when I started getting more involved and started looking at the details of what it would take um, and what we would get, um, I was definitely um, on board. I mean, to have all our guest rooms completely furnished from carpet to tile to vinyl, bedding, everything is in there that uh, would take months and months of uh, hair pulling during a construction project, that having a complete unit sent to us um, was something that I thought was just uh, resonated with me. And that's why I thought this is what we have to do. 
and then continuing on with our investigations and a lot of a lot of time spent um, and that's where I think I, I learned my lessons um, early on is that the homework needed to be done and then me as well as our team being heavily involved and I actually ran the project as a project manager just because I wanted to learn it um, I didn't want to give it to one of our team members because you know we were all new and I said well if anyone's going to take the risk I'll be the one because I've got my name on the <laughs> name uh, name to basically um, you know, throw in the gutter if I messed it up. It's my mistake and not everyone else's mistake. But again, it went well. Uh, I think Gurdon and everyone else involved had said that it, it, it was one of the more cleaner projects. And it was only reason why is we did our homework. We actually spent the time early on. And uh, if anyone were to look at modular, um, you know, first I would say that you keep that in mind that that early on homework is going to, you know, speak volumes during the construction phase. Because traditionally in uh, ground up construction, you kind of figure it out as you go. So there's a lot of wiggle room. There's a lot of chance, oh, this doesn't work. We'll figure it out and we'll move a stud here or we'll put a beam there. There's no moving around. You know, your tolerance is, you know, uh, you know, 37, I mean, a sixteenth of an inch. So there's not much room to make any mistakes. So, um, you know, that was why um, I was really in, involved early on. And I think that was, you know, I'm not saying I'm the only one. It was a team effort. It was one of the successes, uh, one of the pillars of reason why we went um, and got it done the way we did. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious what sorts of things stood out to you. Um, you said you were a sponge and you, you did as much homework and learned as much as you could. What things did you learn that really stood out to you, whether it's, you know, early preparation and making sure you had every, you know, all your T's crossed and I's dotted kind of a, a, as you were going along or what, what other things really stood out to you that you learned kind of about the modular process that helped that first project go so smoothly? You know, well, the thing is you have to consider you have two sites going on simultaneously. So, you know, now you're kind of thinking outside the box because you're not just worried about the on-site work. You're also worried about what's going on off-site. Uh, fortunately, you know, our team in Boise did uh, everything they were supposed to do. So the off-site work wasn't as um, critical for us because we knew what we were getting. But we did uh, go out quite a few times to actually inspect, to go out and see, you know, what we were getting. You know, we actually did a, a mock room and checked some things. And actually, I did a light fixture. We felt, hey, we needed to do that because that was much easier in the model room than it would be to try and do it after the fact. Uh, and simultaneously, you know, I think the biggest thing what we try to do at our site is that we try to get everything prepped up, everything ready. And in fact, it was kind of at a point where we got the site set up and we we're waiting for the modular units. We didn't want to have the modular units waiting for us. So we wanted to be a little bit more, uh, you know, proactive of getting this, the, the timing done. Um, we did have some small hiccups because of weather and other issues, but still we were, you know, within a week which was, I think, kind of cutting it close. But within a week of our uh, actual podium getting set, the mod started coming in for installation. So uh, it, it was it was very, it was precision uh, personified, I think, uh, because everything kind of fell at the right time, right place. Uh, but again, a little bit of luck, a lot of hard work, and a lot of team effort, I think, made it happen. Absolutely. So what what was it about the, the offsite building that, that made, I don't know, that maybe piqued your interest right off the bat, right? Were, were there... Uh, were there aspects of it that really appealed to you? Building uh, for such a long time, the quality is such an important thing. As a hotelier, you know, our what we sell is service and our, our rooms. And so our, if our rooms are not pristine in a cleanliness-wise, you know, our guests are not going to be happy. From uh, from an owner and developer, uh, you know, we also want to have a property that's going to be solid and not have any issues. And so construction uh, quality is very, very important to us. So when we were at the plant and what we saw... They were doing stuff that, from a you know, from a level that w it would be very hard for us to do in on site, just because of you know the 
at that time, the workforce, and I think the workforce going forward has been tougher and tougher to get to where um, we didn't have to worry about it. You know, the finishes were perfect. And if there wasn't, there was very little punch list in our hotel, you know, blemish here, a little, you know, little maybe touch up there. But because of that quality, it made our whole punch list time very, very uh, smooth. Typically, you know, you'll go quite a long time just cleaning out and checking every room. But uh, when we did ours, literally our, our franchise rep said, you know, VJ, I've never, ever seen a 100% perfect guest room in every room of your hotel. Usually you have, a, you know, maybe 5 or 10% not, but he goes, every single one was perfect. I go, well, thanks to the modular group because it was just, you know, cookie cutter. You just, they did the same thing every time and everything was just pristine. So I think from a quality standpoint, that was one of the items. The other thing was speed. I think it was very, very important that, especially in the Bay Area, you know, time of opening is important. You know, that you're losing money every day you're not open. So having us getting two sites simultaneously being built, it kind of saved us months off our schedule, if not, I can't say years, but I think six to eight months we did save, um, which brought a lot of money to the bottom line. But more importantly is that we were able to have it done in a period of time, which would not be been done in that market at that time. You know, that, that's a great point. And um, I'm, I'm not sure if you mentioned this off the top, but this was one of your biggest projects, if not the biggest project that you had done so far, right? Yeah, well, every time I kind of pushed the bar up, you know, I started with our first 38-room hotel, and then we built our first 80-unit interior quarter hotel back in the 90s. And that was like a big deal to go from exterior to interior. And then uh, right next to this job site, we built our 100-room hotel, which was at that time the largest. And then we built a couple with a family that was a little bit larger, but this was a 155-room 100,000 square foot building and at that, you know, that time that was and it still is the biggest project we've done so far. Um, we are pushing that envelope and we're now doing bigger, but uh, it was a, it was a great opportunity for us to do a six story, you know, five, five story wood over, um, you know, over um, uh, a podium. And um, it was, I guess it, it was a, a project very worth uh, being involved in. We're very proud of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if there are people out there who are considering modular or have heard about it, but are on the fence and uh, I don't know, what sorts of things would you would you tell them about your experience, but also where, where should they go to maybe learn more information and do the homework like what you did? Well, first call me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I think the most important thing is due diligence. Uh, you really have to, you know, get a good team. And you know, now that modular uh, building is becoming more proficient, finding a team that's experienced, finding architects who have done this before, talking to general contractors who have done that before. Um, as a developer, I think that due diligence is vital. Um, there are a lot of good builders, and there are a lot of good modular builders, but find new ones that. Um, are able to do it in a, a clean, time-oriented um, schedule is also very important. So I think checking out references, talking to them, and then meeting with them, going to their site, seeing the product they've built. And actually, if a modular building has been built right, you'll never know that it's modular. You'll think it's just traditional construction because you shouldn't. If you do, <laughs> that's maybe not the builder you want to work with. That's that's absolutely right. You you know, and you mentioned that idea of having the right team around you and having the right team on board. What qualities do you feel makes up the the right team to to pull off a project like this? Qualities. Well, I think being transparent, I think, is very important. Um, as a GC or as a builder, or developer, we you know we kind of wear all hats, and so you know now we're talking to other developers and helping them. 
But I think being transparent, being open and explaining what, you know, they're going to be getting involved in, because it's just not the on-site. You have training that to have to work with that you typically don't have with conventional construction to some degree. You have some, um, you know, you have maybe some loads or cranes that might be done for something, but nothing like at the extent of having your entire hotel up in 10, 12 days. I mean, that's just, you know, in our mind, how do you build a hotel so quickly? Uh, so having that understanding and then also having, you know, transportation questions because you're bringing these units from afar and then also having a place where you can use these or stage these units so that they can be ready to, you know, be brought on site. So there's a lot more dynamics that's involved um, with modular construction. But I wouldn't be scared or worried about it. It's just like any other construction technique. You just have to adopt and then just put it into action and just budget and plan for it because, um, you know, these things can get expensive and can derail a project if you don't plan for it. Yeah, speaking of planning, what, what sorts of things should people plan for, especially um, are there things with the, the city or the municipality that need to be considered? What, what sorts of planning needs to go on in, in the front end to make sure that, that things run smoothly for the duration of a project? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is first, the planning of the building, I think, is our first step point. If you're contemplating looking at modular, the building has to be built modular friendly. If you have units that are, you know, 17, 18 feet wide by 50 feet long, that's not going to work. So you first have to kind of make sure your units are modular friendly. And that could be done by talking to certain different people out there. And I can, again, not to throw my name in there, but there's definitely like help in that way if anyone needs it. But the idea is, is that once you have a unit that's actually buildable, then the next step is to then see how many of these can I actually build. And if my municipality will actually allow or want these, because a lot of the times these... Um, these uh, organizations or these cities are not very comfortable with something new. So it's more of going in there, you know, transparency, hey, we're going to be doing this. This is what we're going to do. It's going to be less of an impact on your local area. You know, the carbon footprint will be less. You'll be up faster. So there's a lot of positive, but they need to be educated. So the education starts with talking to the local people, talking to the neighbors, letting them know what's going to be an impact. Because if there's going to be any issues, your project can be, again, stopped or derailed because of that. So I would do that due diligence early because it's nothing. It's not going to cost you anything. But once you start putting money into a project, then the next step is to make sure that, you know, you're con constantly vetting it out to make sure that you're staying on course with your pricing, with your costing, because as the economies, as you've seen, have been kind of a kind of a yo-yo up and down, making sure that you're in line because I've seen a lot of projects go all the way to the finish line and can't budget it or can't get it financed because they didn't have enough equity into the project. So, you know, there are a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of uh, items you should be looking at. Now, you know, the financing side, the team you put on, your municipality, the, the actual plant you're using, your design team. So there's a lot of pieces that you have to put together. And so it's not, you know, something for the faint in heart. Mind you, this is a lot of work. But as a developer, as a builder, I think it took a lot of our headaches out of the way because, again, you know, 65, 70% of our building was already built and shipped to us. Uh, we had six guest rooms on the first floor we had to build, and I joke saying those six guest rooms pulled my hair out more than the other ones above just because getting all the subs in there to play in there, they just all, you know, I, not to be, not to belittle them, but everyone wanted to, you know, work at the same time. No one wanted to, you know, no one wanted to play nicely in the sandbox. And it's like, come on, guys, it's only six rooms. So, uh, you know, those are the small things that you'll see frustration in a project and, you know, coordination. And I think with the economies that ha economy of scale that you have, you can definitely get more buying power. Um, I think also the biggest thing that's happened after the pandemic is we're having a lack of actual manpower in the construction world. So it's getting tougher and tougher to find good quality people. So if this 
takes care of the quality element of the rooms is what we're selling or if it's any other type of un uh, buildings you know assisted care livings or you know multifamily those are what people are really looking at you know the exterior stucco and you know the roof and foundation are important but you know they're never going to really see it they only want to see what's actually they're going to be living in in that area so i think that's where um, maja really surpasses just because again going back to the quality. That's a, that's a really excellent point. And I think very, very, uh, very well put. So Vijay, as we start to come to the end of our conversation here today, what do you want people to walk away with or understand about modular construction after uh, checking out this episode? Uh, what, what sorts of things do you want people to walk away with? Uh, don't be scared. You know, I think the first thing that people are going to always look at something new is, oh my gosh, you know, this is not for us. You know, you really have to do your homework. Um, get advice and get the right team involved because there there's a lot of people out there who are still learning, you know, like I did um, and may not have the experience of going through the entire process or have not had a very successful project. And success can be defined many ways, but um, it, it's more important that they really do their homework, uh, but don't be scared. It, it's I, in my opinion, it's the only way to go. And I think it's going to be the future um, of construction because of you know, the ease, I mean, the, 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 t the amount of manpower we had on site was a fraction of what we would have had if we had to go conventional. So, you know, that, that in itself speaks, uh, speaks volumes. Vijay Patel. Vijay, is there a way for people to reach out, get in touch with you if they do have questions, if they want to learn more uh, from, from someone like yourself? Uh, is there a good way for people to do that? Yeah, uh, I'm very open. You can, I get my cell phone number out or my email. I have nothing to hide. Um, yeah, so I can share that with you and you can put on the on the log or if you'd like i can even say it out loud whatever you feel is comfortable i'm i mean i have nothing to hide i just want people at the end of the day to have a successful project if we're involved or not it doesn't matter i just want to make sure that the modular movement as i call it is going in a positive way because we only hear about the bad projects which is always our case you don't really hear too much about the good projects and so i invite anyone to come the home two suites in south san francisco is the first hilton hotel in the world built modular Come check it out. You know, that I think in itself would, um, you know, speak volumes of what Modular can and will be doing for the future. Excellent stuff. And we'll include VJ's uh, email uh, in the show notes so that uh, people can go check uh, check that out. Email VJ if they have any questions, want to reach out and learn more about Modular Construction. VJ Patel, Modular Construction expert, joining us here on Mainstream Modular from Gurdon. VJ, thank you so much for joining us here again on the podcast and uh, sharing a little bit more about your story and your expertise. And let us know if we can ever help in the future. Again, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And everyone out there, thank you for joining us for another episode of Mainstream Modular. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more, make sure you visit the Gurdon website or you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts these days. You can find more episodes of the show there. Subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. And for this episode, we are signing off, but we will talk to you again very soon. For Vijay Patel, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll see you next time.